0: How are you on my mind? We're talking all the time We're saying that I'm lying Tell me, tell me, baby, what's up? Tell me, baby, what's up? Don't
1: be telling lies If we're taking all the right steps You're making this a mess I
0: wanna know what's on your mind What's up? Tell me, baby, what's up? You know what time it is? It is game. the
2: Tremendous podcast time that is right coming through your ears. We have Omri Aruk, formerly known as Omri Aruk, because it is now Soul Boy. You can find him on SoundCloud and this song, some spelled N-O-N-E-S-O-M-E, uh, is on is on Spotify. Uh, borderline is the is Borderline X Soul Boy. All capitals. But that doesn't matter. None of that matters. Gather around the warm, grandfatherly burp that is my voice. Tonight we have uh, on the show uh, a couple of broken friendships, some gender examination, and uh, we also we also have Omri Aruk. Uh, I, I feel like a 2015 Ronda Rousey. This is your host, Elliot Rovetti, and with me, over the web, on a leather-bound couch that is digitally made, it is Mr.
0: Thomas assiduous, Whitcomb.
3: Pleasure to be here. What does a 2015 Ronda Rousey feel like?
0: Ignorant and raring
2: to go.
3: (laughs) Vastly overestimating one's abilities. (laughs) The sky is all up until she meets Holly
2: Holm. How's everybody doing this evening, guys? What's going on? What is happening with you? Tonight I am drinking a little bit of what Bill Burr would call a bingo bango. I have... A, a Tui's new beer, as well as a uh, red, a a ruby red sangria, <laughs> over here uh, on the on the web for you guys. I got a little, uh, but a little bit of bingo bango. Tom, what are you drinking? I'm
3: drinking the uh, Stone and Wood this evening. Keep it classy.
2: What do you-, you Stone and Wood? Uh,
3: go on, go nice. on. <laughs>
2: Um, I was gonna mention the CWs like whatever brand that is that you wear or something like that, but I was like, it's perfectly in match with that. It only- <laughs> What's C W? <laughs> only only goes it goes goes perfectly with uh my leather bound books and
3: my uh my sweater with my pipe. <laughs> <laughs> I've thought about taking up pipe smoking. I'd be I'd be into that, I think, but you know. Doesn't seem wise. Yeah, my girlfriend
2: my girlfriend was saying to me that uh you're so old. She's like you like uh the news and uh, there was one other thing that I was doing. I was reading the newspaper as well. I was I was doing something a bunch of elderly shit. And she's I was like, uh, "What else could you get me? A pipe? That would be great. i like, would be if, great. Just, if like I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. If if I if I walk into a pipe, no matter how much you disrespected me before, you walked in the place in, in into my place, way more distinguished. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. <a> pipe <laughs> gives you a lot of thinking time. Like you don't have to make your point straight away, but you pack your pipe. You can think about what you're trying to say.
2: Yeah, no one argues. He's like, he's busy.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Why sangria? Wait, so what are you making? Are you mixing your own sangria? Is it a mix?
2: Yeah, so it's it's, it's a mix. So we were given a gift of like, um, I think it was like 12 or 15 different little shots of mixes. And so all you need are the spirits. And uh, we've just been, um, over the weekend, we did some some D rugs and um, we got down with it and uh, had some fun and just, you know, enjoyed our uh enjoyed our lockdown but uh but yeah we we actually broke into the mix i i, I so got a very
3: waffly voicemail from you on sunday evening <laughs> <laughs> i got a, i got a voicemail i was in the middle of editing something i was like oh, i'll check this later and i think i checked it two hours later and i was like there's no way he's any he wasn't coherent when he left the voicemail there's no way it's getting any better
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was all a bit of a disaster that but it was it was a lot of fun I had a lot of had a lot of fun. I sent out some merch this week to some of our uh, people. Tremendous. Uh, Got some merch out on the uh, on on the um, the physical airways. You know what I mean? I got some. I got some physical. I got some physical merch out there. (laughs) Physical (laughs) airways. That's
3: what Elliot calls the world. I'm gonna head out to the physical airways. You need anything? Do you you need
1: milk? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah
2: yeah so i got it in the i got it some people are going to be re, uh getting their merch this week no doubt but i did actually get an interesting little suggestion um because i i was asking for one of the people's uh addresses so that i could send it to them and they were like uh what do you need it for and i and i was like i, I just said nothing you know i just need it for i wanted it to be more of a surprise and they said should, should i be expecting a, a brick my <laughs> window? like a, a bondi cleaning and Revenge code brick?" And uh, and that gave me a great idea. I was like, th- th- that gave me the great idea. We should start selling Bondi and Cleaning Co. and re- Bondi Cleaning and Revenge Co. bricks.
3: Yeah, I, you you've you've cleared this idea with me, and I deferred it as I often do when you come up with a massive idea. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. You go start doing that, and I'll be right here when it's ready. <laughs> I think I actually I, 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 I like have... the idea of it. The thought I've had about buying about getting more merch is I reckon our like. Merch purchasing to listen r- ratio is pretty close to 100. Like, I'm pretty sure everyone who listens to this podcast <laughs> buys merch. And it's pretty much just asking people to give us money after a little while.
2: No, they're they're being a part of a universe. They're being a part of a society. And it, also, if they have any sort of grievances with anybody, <laughs> then they know exactly what they can do with the uh, with brick. Did- I was thinking we can, like, paint it and then to have it, like, uh, maybe even some instructions. Uh, we can give it some... Um, a personal touch for anybody that knows where this brick is going. <laughs> well, that's exactly you know what, what I mean? Bondi
3: Revenge and Cleaning. And I'm starting to put revenge first because I think that's the real money maker in the business venture. It's Bondi. <laughs> yeah, I keep doing that vengeance too. Vengeance and then Cleaning Co. Uh, <laughs> that's that's what it was all about. That's what we started it for. I uh, did you ever actually allegedly see through that plan? We've got to move on <laughs> to the next segment, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, tell me about
2: okay, so if anybody oh. if anybody wants some tremendous merch if anybody wants a tremendous merch uh, hit us up if anybody wants to even uh, and this is a quick little note if anyone wants to be a part of a uh, a Tremendous ad if anybody wants to be a part of what we've got going on in the uh, the advertisement realm if you want to be a part of um, You know some sort of scenario that uh, that we can put you in <laughs> uh in a tremendous ad reach out to us and we'll let you we'll, we'll put you in the ad we'll put you in the ad for sure yeah
3: absolutely do you want to do you, do you think do you want to shout out anyone who might might be keen to be involved in a tremendous ad
2: oh that's actually you know that's i've, well, I've got some shout outs for later but let me just uh I blow up a couple of them right now um how about chris your your uh father-in-law
3: oh chris green yeah sure if chris green wants to be part of an ad he can be
2: Chris, I just want to shout out to uh Chris Green. Is it Chris Green? Chris Green. Uh champion. Um, always uh supported the tremendous podcast from the shadows, from the greenery <laughs> of the uh of the garden that he keeps so well. Um but uh I just wanna shout out you out, Chris Green. Thank you so much. And if you want to be a part of our ads, even um, you know, reluctantly, we can put you in. You know <laughs> How
3: could he want to be a part of it reluctantly.
2: We can figure it out. <laughs> we can figure out how we can feel that way. <laughs>
3: Sometimes you speak in poems by accident.
2: <laughs> um, what have you? Uh, what have you been up to this week? Oh man,
3: uh, nothing. It's this. It's the same. It's the same thing every uh, every day. I feel mm. like. What do you like? Are you? I was pretty when you said you were having a, a drug fueled Sunday. Uh, I'm assuming involving the fights and. Uh, Well, let me live vicariously through you. What was your Sunday like?
2: It was a lot of fun. It involved some MDMA and some cocaine. (laughs) Um, We all got, uh, when I say we all, I mean my girlfriend and I and a Zoom party got together. And um, we sang goodbye to the guy that actually, uh, Mr. Soulboy, S-O-U-L-B-O-I, uh soul boy uh omway he's leaving to um, Berkeley. He got accepted to Berkeley uh music school in Massachusetts and he is uh he's going there to study and we're losing a good friend of ours. He's going over there to uh to forget us and become too big for uh for his bridges and um and so we just did like a zoom party and got together. But Tiana and I decided that it was time to, you know, um Reach, uh, you know, reach into the depths of why we don't like each other, <laughs> and uh,
3: <laughs> that's always and, uh, that's the be- that's the conversation best had on MDMA and cocaine, I reckon.
2: Yeah, well, that's yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why our relationship's going so well. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was it was actually uh, it was a lot of fun, and then we ended up we were watching the fight Wait, wait, wait no, um, I want to go. Which, I want
3: to go back to you and Tiana delving into what you don't like about each other. How did that become the topic of conversation? <laughs>
2: it wasn't actually we were just like it kind of became a suggestion i think it's kind of an unspoken thing that we get together and we're like hey we need to do uh a little debrief on um why we love each other kind of thing not even a justification but it's just like a little justification. hey we love each other right and yeah 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 but it's like we just enjoy each other's company and stuff like that and uh it's sort of it, it's like a date night kind of thing but like there but you know every now and then it's like a, it's more intensified date night but uh we ended up doing it with friends and stuff so we probably didn't get as deep um, personally Wait, as are you we saying that you, would. What you
3: don't like about each other or what you do like about each other? You said what you don't like about each other. I said,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's, that's usually a good place to do the drugs as well because you usually get to like uh, delve into what's bothering you about each other, like even the arguments and stuff and be like, you know how this happened kind of thing? This is why it bothered me. And it really can kind of get down to these, Um, you can get to these points in the, in the conversation that are hard to get there. In sobriety,
3: this sounds like a horrible idea. I don't like this at all. the 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 one yeah. drug experience I've had with you ended with arguments, and I didn't like it one bit. I don't think it helped.
2: I think we need a logical uh, referee, then. but <laughs> I, um, but also I tried the-
3: to be the logical referee. I was I was on the sidelines more than uh, the other parties. <laughs> no.
2: I think your hesitance says more about you than it does about the practice. (laughs) (laughs) But like, uh, but no, no, like it's, uh, yeah, so it's a lot of fun. So we just get together and like, I recommend it to anybody that's in a, in a relationship, uh, especially during this lockdown period. If you want to get some like MDMA or something like that, I'd actually recommend MDMA, MDMA and, um, just get some drinks, get some uh, great music going Uh, get the place all clean, get some candles burning and stuff like that, whatever. And just, uh, do some drugs with your loved one and just talk about what you're going through, even emotionally, even if you guys find that you're both on the same page and that you're just going through the same thing. But if you are, uh, if you do have some grievances to take up with your partner, I think that it's a really, really nice place to be, uh, in terms of, um, understanding their position and where they're coming from and like, you know, like all, all, all that nice stuff. You know what I mean? Like all, 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 a lot of reconciliation can be made if you guys both come in with uh, the best intentions.
3: We're never getting sponsors. No one's ever going to sponsor this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Couple overdoses no, after surprise. listening to the tremendous podcast. Elliot Ravetti had this to say. Yeah. <laughs>
2: It could, uh, it could, it could have been anything that made them over It could have been sugar, green, green tea.
3: Were they vaccinated? Why am I the only one asking these questions? What does Gladys Berejiklian <laughs> have to say about this?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, so I would just recommend getting out there with your loved one and just, uh, even, you know, just dipping your toe in it kind of thing. You know what I mean? Just spending some time with each other intentionally, um, Almost like a, you become your own shamans. You know what I mean? You guys are like, we're gonna, we we're, we're gonna, we're gonna lead ourselves through our own drug journey.
3: Oh, there you go, relationship advice from the top. Uh, EJ, you 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 have you, you.
2: People often refer to me as
0: the top.
3: <laughs> that was actually the first thing we just. I, Tiana, I don't like it how you don't refer to me as the top. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know he gave it to you, <laughs> but you could at least refer to me.
0: <laughs>
3: uh, EJ, you've you've, you've been uh, full of of vigor for today's episode. You've you've come fully prepared with a with a basket full of tricks and surprises. Um, uh, lay it on me, EJ. What what where are we, where are we taking the tremendous audience, all thirty of them, this week?
2: Well, it annoys me that you would say that, like uh, I'm not usually prepared.
3: <laughs> Did you were um, you, you you above <laughs> prepared this week.
2: Mm. I have gone about, a little bit above and beyond. And, uh, Tom, it all comes down to a little question that I have for you. Um, essentially, just, just wanted to quickly check in uh, whether or not you had ever... Uh, thrown let me get this correct let me get this correct <laughs> have you had you had you ever gone rogue on a friend or thrown a friend under a bus or like uh or had you ever just kind of completely had a fr- oh you had a friend gone rogue on you or completely just changed what they know about you kind of thing uh you know what i mean like maybe uh had that happened to you or have you perpetrated that upon somebody that
3: else? question became way more complex than the time you texted it to me. So I thought the question was a time a friend has gone rogue on you as in just like done something out of character. Was that what it was or was that not what it was?
2: That could be it. Let's (laughs) do that. (laughs)
3: All right. My story that may or may not be on topic, I was with a friend of mine, we were traveling and there was a group of us, uh, we were in a European country that I won't name to protect my friend's identity and, uh, we, this particular European country, uh, is known for its, uh, sex industry. And, uh, my mate was very keen to go and, uh, partake and the rest of us less. So many of us with girlfriends and, um, we were at this nightclub one night and there were four of us there and, uh, we just kind of noticed this guy was gone. Let's call him, uh, let's call him Alex. Alex had just disappeared. We had no idea where he went we're in the middle of this we're in the middle of this uh, foreign country none of us have phones that work he's just disappeared and we went looking for him on the streets couldn't find him anywhere and it was just like we're in the middle of nowhere we don't know how he's gonna get home we can't get on to him we we like we're quite far away from the hostel that we were staying at and uh, we kind of searched the streets for him for like an hour and we just gave up and went home we uh, we go to the hostel mm-hmm. and then we're sleeping and we just hit this like banging on the door and it's Alex who's rocked up back home. And uh, we we let him back in because it's the middle of the night. We all went to sleep and we woke up the next morning. We're like, what the fuck happened? Where'd you go last night? And he said he got kicked out of the nightclub. And as he did, there was like a woman spruiking the local massage parlors to him. And basically- What is spruiking? like, Like on the street kind of selling, you looking for a good time, come here. And he said- That that was the last that was the first thing he remembered after leaving the nightclub, and then he passed out and then he woke up in a massage parlour with one woman jerking him off and the other one sucking his nipples. And and he said (laughs) this room he was in was just like divide it was one massive like auditorium that was divided <laughs> by red <laughs> curtains and he could just hear everyone in adjacent like rooms that weren't really rooms getting jerked off around him and then he passed out again oh or like blacked God. out and then when he came to he just remembered swiping his card and uh, we were like, we were like <laughs> what did it cost he's like oh I don't know like a hundred bucks or 150 bucks or something and uh, then he, uh, he checked his internet banking and it had cost him seven hundred dollars.
2: Oh my god! And the
3: only thing he can come up with is one or two things: either having your nipples sucked is more expensive than he first thought, or secondly, <laughs> he's just he had memories of throwing up in the in the rub and tug, and they've charged oh him no. an exorbitant cleaning fee.
2: Oh, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would never. I would. Last place I want to pass out. I would rather pass out in the hands of the cartel <laughs> rather than uh, a, a rub and tug. <laughs> I would get more financially ruined.
3: I've never, I've, <laughs> I've never understood the appeal of a rub and tug at all.
2: Yeah, me either.
3: It's just go and get a real massage,
2: you <laughs> idiot, or go and sleep with a prostitute.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, either you're you're too weak to get a real massage, or you're too just scared. To, to see a prostitute.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty much what it comes down to, kind of. Um, or you're in a foreign country. <laughs> uh, or you're on holiday. <laughs> the, reason, the reason I asked <laughs> you... That, was, that, was, that on, is,
3: was that on topic even slightly to what you had planned?
2: Yeah, well, uh, it actually does, actually. Yeah, it is. it actually is on topic because it has to do with a friend that went rogue. Um. And this, uh, this story sort of begins where like, I would always like, it begins with my brother and I, we'd, we'd spend a lot of time, um, at my friend's place, uh, in Tamarama. And we'd, uh, we'd go there and we'd, it's sort of like, we'd, we'd do drugs all the time. Like, uh, we would do drugs all the time, go out and then come back there and stuff. And we'd, we'd be there most nights of the week, just even just hanging out kind of thing. They were like our best friends kind of thing. And we had this group of us, Josh, Julie, and Jacko, my brother and myself, then other people that would tag along. We go to beach road hotel and Bond hotel and, and sort of come back. And this one night, I'm it's, it's so ridiculous. I've actually, uh, I'm not even going to tell the story myself. What I've done is I've actually, and I'll, I'll clear it up afterwards. Any kind of thing I've, uh, I've gotten brothers, uh, Jacko and Julian Houghton to recap their versions of the story that night. And I've, uh, I've got the stories right here for you. Uh, if if you're ready for me to play them, is that okay if you? So talk? is
3: it both of them talking together, or are they each giving their different perspectives of what happened?
2: Um, so uh, it's a good uh, that's going to be answered with the video. So what I've done is I've I've uh, done a little bit of extensive um, clipping, okay. and uh, I've I've put together like a Netflix based Netflix <laughs> sort of like in like uh, interview where they're talking about uh, what sort of happened. Uh, so if you can indulge me, any questions you have afterwards, I can fill in. But uh, this is pretty much what happened based on my recollection.
1: All right, so this happened a while ago, so I'm trying to remember the story exactly from my side. Um, it was one of our birthdays. It might have been mine.
4: It might have been Julian's. I don't completely remember.
1: I'm pretty sure it was Roe's birthday. Um and they had a we like we had a fat crew to go out. Um, I'm pretty sure Roey had gotten a bar tab at the place he worked. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but um, he got a massive bar tab there. So the whole crew ended up going to his work to get drunk, kind of thing.
0: We had a pretty big night planned, and someone had organised some pingers, and they're pretty strong, supposedly.
4: So we're all like, okay, we'll buy one pinger each, and that should be fine. And then so, um, Josh, um which you'll, uh, which
0: you'll um, learn about later in the story. Um,
4: he's like, oh, can you give me
1: two? Um,
0: and was like, oh, are you sure you want to have two? And
1: he's like, yeah, fucking give me two peanuts. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm
0: not going to stop you. Um, so he
1: buys two. We decide to go out. So we're like, fuck it, we'll go, um, we'll go down to Beach Road, have some beers, play some pool, whatever. So we go out, we go to the pub, um, keep putting, all that shit um probably till i think it was like 1 or 2 a.m so we finished up probably probably around 1 or 2 yeah because we finished off beach road beach road closes at 1. um and so we decided to all walk back to mine and by this point like we had lost josh we like we didn't know what josh was he, we knew he was heaps fucked up like he was i think he had taken he'd double dunked some um some strong pingers or something so he was fucking gone in
4: my, from my recollection josh was nowhere to be seen he was just m.i.a gone and so we're like, yeah, whatever. We'll
1: just—he'll find us later. Like, we're just calling him and shit. He's not picking up, so we're like, fuck it. We'll just go back to mine. Like, I'm sure he'll call us, or maybe he just went home, whatever. Anyways, we're walking back to mine, and we're coming down my street to Tamarama, um, and we see like these—we see thing. I think it was two cops, um, and they're like walking towards us, kind of thing. So whatever, we're fine. We're cruising. We just—we go to walk past them, and they're like, hey, hey, like, any of you guys named Julian? that's me (laughs) but everyone was like no no like and i was like no i'm not sure like why why are you looking for him they're like oh we're we're looking for julian um there was something that went down at his house and i was like what the fuck so anyways we keep walking we're like no no it's not me like heaps fucking sus and shit because we were on it so like anyways we get back to mine like we open i think the door was closed yeah but we opened the door come in and the fucking, the place is actually upside down, bruh. Like the couches are like fucking flipped. There's shit all over the floor. Like every, all our possessions were fucking turned upside down. Like I think my brother's room, like Jacko's room was fucking, his bed, his mattress was taken off of his bed and like pushed up against the wall. My room, my room was like the cleanest out of all of them. Um, But the house was essentially just fucked up, turned upside down. Um, so everyone was fucking started freaking out. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, we just saw some cops. They're looking for me. My apartment's fucking upside down. So we're trying to figure out who the fuck did this. I'm like, start to freak the fuck out. Start calling and messaging people like who the fuck or like, does anyone know, see anything kind of thing. Anyways, fucking, we all start like about an hour later trying to figure it out. We have no idea who the fuck has done this. Like someone obviously broke in and then left kind of thing. Nothing was taken. Everything's all normal, whatever. Um, anyways, about an hour later, like, we still haven't seen Josh, right? And, like, fucking someone knocks on the door, and I'm like, fucking, who's this cunt? Like, started G up, kind of thing, went to the door, opened the door, and it's Josh, and his fucking pupils are, like, the size of fucking the moon, dude. And he's looking at you, like, what, what's up, dude? Like, he's all fucking sketched out. And I'm like, what are you, what are you doing, man? Like, where were you and shit? And he goes, oh, I don't know, I was trying to find you guys, blah, blah. And then, like, I notice he's got, like, my shirt on that I had left at home and Rowie's hat on that he had left at mine. And I was like, why do you have my shirt on? And he's like, I, and he's like, I don't, bro. Like, it's, it's not your shirt. And I was like, bro, that's my shirt. I left it inside. Like, And then Rowie's like, you've got my hat on that I left here. And he's like, what? No. And we're like, did you fucking break in, cunt, and just fuck this shit up? And he ends up just ginning up and going, no, fuck you guys. It wasn't mean shit like... Fucking as if you would frame me for this shit, and it fucking. I'm like, dude, you have my fucking shirt on and Rory's hat on, when we left here. You obviously broke in. Anyways, he fucks off, goes home. We we know it's him, and I'm essentially like messaging him, like, fuck you, like, why would you do that? Like, there's no reason. Um, and yeah, the next day he ends up messaging me and be like, yo, sorry, like, fucking my bad, that was me. Ended up getting us fucking kicked out of the unit, but we're all good now. But yeah, fucking hell, what a, what a good cunt
2: mate, cooked. <laughs> Julian Houghton and Jacko Houghton relaying a story that only <laughs> they could tell.
3: That's my new favourite thing we've done on this podcast. We need to find controversial stories, ideally with different perspectives, and get them both to tell it and splice it together. You were right, that was some Netflix stuff. That was that was How to Make a Murderer. <laughs> Except, <laughs> yeah. I mean, a, a less interesting story. But <laughs> I loved the, well,
2: the I I... I, I I did all the interviewing and experience work, but the <laughs> editing was off.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I did all the field work, but uh, the, the the cut room, the cut
3: way too <laughs> <laughs> but, but Also, it's like, you know, if for that to be a Netflix series, it had to actually have been the cops who turned your place upside down and your mate got framed where it was just like, you know, like in a story where it just ends exactly how you thought it was going to end. Yeah, it's
2: like a story with a twist except the the twist is a straight line the twist is there's no twist (laughs) (laughs)
3: because the story is basically this Uh, we all went out one of us got especially fucked up and then we couldn't find that guy and we went home and the house got trashed and then I'm like was it the guy you couldn't find? yeah, yeah it was him <laughs> <laughs>
2: it sure was.
3: <laughs> also, the way that they've told the story is like, "What the fuck has happened? None of this makes sense." <laughs> I can't put the it, pieces together. It didn't make together. sense at the time. <laughs> it really
2: didn't. At the time, the last thing that we suspected was our friend. We were like, "Cause this guy was our friend. He would come out with us all the time. He was like with us all the time and so hang out with wh- us." Um, what do you think?
3: You think he just like what? Why did he... He just got angry? Was he an angry guy?
2: No, he wasn't. He was a small, uh, timid kind of guy. And I think, honestly, he got really jealous at the fact that... Because he was friends with Jacko and Julian, the brothers, uh, before my brother and I. And uh, he, and then when my brother and I started hanging out with him, we'd also hang... Uh, when my brother and I would start hanging out with Jacko and Julian... We'd also hang out with Josh, but Josh, I think, just got a little bit jealous or something like that or just went fucking bananas by himself inside this apartment where we all had so many good times. And literally at the end of that, that was sort of like the last time that we, that was the end of an era kind of thing, like where we stopped (laughs) hanging out there and, and doing drugs there and stuff like that. They got evicted because of it. Um, then a, a, what's left out in the story of the clipping is that uh, Josh also, by mistake, also tried to start breaking into a neighbor's place.
3: Oh, no. He started
2: trying to break into one of their neighbor's place, thinking it was theirs, because it was like a, in Tamarama, it was this identical sort of building, and he got off on the wrong level drunk uh, and high and, uh, and and started looking in the wrong place, and, so, and that's why the, the police got called, because he started trying to break into this woman's place initially through the window, and, uh and then realized he's on the wrong level went upstairs and then trashed the place and left oh
3: shit <laughs> so it was it was like vindictive yeah. it wasn't just like I thought he might have just been in a, out of his mind well obviously he was also out of his mind, but you think he did it he knew what he was doing
2: a hundred percent yeah the guy was just he was being vindictive i think a hundred percent like he was being um he really kind of anything i like i uh, when I thought about it I had to really remember it but uh yeah it was just him being a fucking jealous bitch kind of thing
3: do you have anything to do with him now I, I noticed he wasn't one of the people telling that story
2: no 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 no, no. I don't I don't we don't talk anymore I have know we it was the last time we spoke that night whenever it was that night that I spoke, Whoa, in, spoke to the well
3: wow. there you go yeah <laughs> <laughs> the story has such a sad so name. my question to you Tom <laughs> Today's podcast is not brought to you by the Tremendous Lost Pet Negotiators. Picture this, you've just found a lost house cat on the street. Fortunately he has a tag and you call his owners right away. Only to find out they're not offering a reward? You and I both know that cat is worth something. But demanding payment for his safe return just seems so awkward. Thank God for the Tremendous Lost Pet Negotiators. We're expertly trained in handling these situations making sure your act of kindness and generosity doesn't go unremunerated. We take all elements into account the animals breed, their age, their health, sentimental value, whether there are children in the family, to gain a comprehensive understanding of that animals true worth and get you paid. The tremendous lost pet negotiators. Can you put a price on a furry family member? Because we can. And we are are
2: You sure are. Mhm. Um. <clears throat> Tom, have you ever thrown your girlfriend under the bus? <laughs> and the the reason I ask is because uh, i I got in like a little bit of road rage, and I had this guy. Uh, I, we pulled up to each other at the red light, and um, and this guy was like, uh, I I said y- you're I I was like um i was like you're a shit driver i was like who taught you to drive like that and he goes who taught me to drive uh look at the front of your car and my car has this damage on it where i've got like tape on it <laughs> you had shit. that
3: tape on that car for so long
2: <clears throat> and it's never gonna get fixed. and uh and so and i go and so i threw my girlfriend on the bus i go yeah well that's what happens when you share a car with your girlfriend <laughs> oh, no. and uh and uh and it was perfect because he just like he, he he had to think about it and he was like oh wait a minute then all that the math the math makes up like it adds up kind of thing you know Checks what I mean out. and uh yeah 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 and so then I left me uh open to give him a couple more insoles while he was just sort of befuddled <laughs> with that but um was tea
3: in the car with the
2: you? But the fact that no 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 not at all. Uh, but the fact of the matter is tea also had nothing to do with the damage on the car. It was all me. <laughs> no,
3: I knew I knew that. Was the ca- that is so funny, especially because I'm assuming you've you. It sounds like you've had that excuse teed up before.
2: I've used it a couple times.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very, very funny. We, just give some uh, our listeners a little peek behind the curtain. Right before we jumped into this segment, Elliot said, I got some news to share, but it might be a bit tragic, so we'll see how we go. And then you open with, Tom, have you ever thrown your girlfriend under the bus? And I was like, where is this going? This is not...
2: <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Funnily enough, that had nothing to do with the news, because,
1: uh... The news you didn't
2: know you know were happening went from people that you didn't know was happening from at a time you weren't even sure that it happened. Was it the news? Who news? Tremendous news. Uh, Tom, today, this is actually the news that I have. Uh... What I have here for you, (laughs) Elliot, has a a copy of the Daily
3: Telegraph for anyone listening at home. uh,
2: So uh, the headline is "Boy killed in vicious act (laughs) of revenge."
3: (laughs) This sounds like a great basis for comedy. I reckon. I'm sure you saw that headline Uh, and you were like, "Oh, this is a chance to make some people laugh."
2: Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what I do. Mum allegedly lured victim to death house. Mom allegedly, uh, lured victim to death house. Single mom, Kayla Dawson, allegedly lured a 16 year old boy to her duneside home where he was bashed to death by a group of kids as young as 13 over a pair of stolen AirPods. Uh, detectives will allege Dawson, who had grown up with a boy over a number of years, was angry over the number of over the uh, the number of, uh, was angry over the suspected uh, stolen AirPods, and uh, told that the uh, and was told that the other thirteen to fifteen year olds that were involved in the bashing uh, cannot be legally named. It is then according uh, to documents, the five teenagers devised a plan to lure the boy to uh, to be assaulted as retribution for the alleged theft, texting him to meet up at uh, at the home for a social gathering. And, um, and I can kind of, uh, the reason that I bring this story up is that I can kind of relate. I can kind of relate with, uh, sort of being lured to what you think is going to be a date. (laughs) When an older girl or uh, or a girl out of your league texts you and is like, yeah, we should go on this date. And you're like, this is too good to be true.
3: (laughs) I'm meeting up with that 16 year old MILF tonight. (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's all perspective um and so i was just sort of like i was curious tom have you ever uh could could, could could you relate with this uh young man in that uh you'd been sort of maybe lured to to believe that maybe a girl be- like uh maybe liked you more than more than she previously let on or that you previously understood
3: oh wait wait so it is that she has acted She's wanted me to think she's more interested than she actually is. Is that what's...
2: Yeah, like a... Like oh, no, I do. Or like a prank I or do something. have
3: this story. It's not a prank, but I remember... You know the things you look back on that you did or like the experiences you had as a young man where you just couldn't quite work out what was happening and you almost wake up one day and you're like, oh, what the... F- you fucking idiot. What was happening? Like, I, I was... Uh, I just started a new job working in a bar and... Uh, it was this bar that was kind of like it was a pub near my house when i was growing up that like everyone that went to the schools and the schools and surrounding suburbs would work out at some stage there would be glasses there and so you kind of had this group it was mostly staffed by this group of like between 19 and 25 year old private school kids who kind of all vaguely knew each other and went to the same kind of schools and I remember the first staffies I'd had and it was like with the group and like, you know, so it's half guys, half girls. And there was this one girl in particular that I had like a, a, a bit of a thing for. And we ended, up, um, we ended up like getting together that night. And I'd kind of gotten the vibe that night that it was kind of gossip worthy, but I didn't really know why. And then I realized it was because a guy that I went to school with had uh, been with her previously, and the whole time she was like, she came back to mine. She's in the cab at my house, texting this other guy, like texting the guy that we both worked with that used to be with her. And then she came back to mine, and then literally went to sleep. Like that was a, that was the move. It was like, <laughs> all right, no, I'm tired. I'm going to bed now. And I was like, well, this is strange. I, I, <laughs> and then that was in 2012. And then in 2016, I was like. Wait a minute! I think I was used. That's
2: perfect, guys. That not, is the news that you...
3: It's not quite getting beaten to death for a pair of AirPods, but. <laughs> <laughs> that's enough of that.
1: <laughs> How many sangrias
3: have you had before we started recording?
2: It was the first one. Only beers before.
3: <laughs> um. You barely, you could barely read that article. You made the Daily Telegraph look like Tolstoy. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: was, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so I had, I had a quick question actually here. Um, do you remember back when we were talking about uh, that we, we figured out that we both worked at Blockbuster?
3: We both worked at video stores. I didn't work at Blockbuster. I worked at like some uh, shitty competitor chain. Off brand, yeah, I went off brand Blockbuster. I think. It was called. Uh, it wasn't even Video Easy. What was it? It was called Video King. Video King in Linfield.
2: Oh my goodness, you were like the Audi of video <laughs> stores. Um, no,
3: I was the I was the Franklins of video stores. Well,
2: I was talking about like you, you mentioned, cause you said this is the only job that you got fired from when we actually brought it up the last time. And I, I just thought it was funny that, uh, the trajectories of our life, like based on the fact that that's the only job that you got fired from and I thrive from there. <laughs> Like I was thriving in Blockbuster where you got fired and I was like, I would, if, if I was working where you were, I'd be like, man, that guy's not going to make it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I remember my first ever job was working at an IGA and it was a friend of mine, Jim, who's a, a listener to the podcast, but I remember like being at the IGA and he was really good at working at the IGA and I sucked at it and I was just like what the fuck is happening like why why is he so much <laughs> I was, i'm like why is he so much better at me than this and it was a real concern of mine when i was 14 but in hindsight i'm like that's okay he can have that i'm okay with him <laughs> stacking shelves more efficiently
2: but how did you get fired from blockbuster uh
3: you know stealing allegedly <laughs>
2: <laughs> what did you steal? Was it money or video? Or like all different? right,
3: so he was. I told you before, my friend Matt had the. Uh, he had a very clever way of always making sure the till was o- over the. Um, was uh, you know there was more money in the till than there was meant to be, and he would keep the difference. And he uh, taught mm. me of his ways, and I adapted to them. Like a, I took to him like a duck to water, um, but <laughs> at the, when you would close the thing, you would have to do is uh, balance the till. So you'd have to like make sure, you know, it always started and ended with the same amount of money. And do you know what I mean? So when you pull the till out of the safe at the beginning of the day, it has $500 in it. And you know, $100 note, $250 notes, whatever, whatever. And then the next, at the end of that night, you need to take out all the money that has been added to the till and put it to one side and cash that. And you need to put everything else in back as it was. So the next day they can pull the till, it's the same. Um, I had two shifts where my boss found $50 exactly missing, which means someone had just taken $50 out of the till and put it back and just hoped no one would notice uh, was how he interpreted it anyway. And that made me really, and he, he, the first time he gave me a warning for it. And then the second time uh, he (laughs) took it out of my pay and I told him, uh, you're not allowed to take it out of my pay. It's like, I, I looked it up. I like looked up the law of it. It's like, unless you're, a, <laughs> of unless, you you're a, unless you're, unless you're, if you would, I had him. the I had it in the fair work policy. Like if you turn to page seven, you will see. The, the <laughs> note from my, in att- <laughs> four.
0: <laughs> my, my attorney
3: assures me. Uh, uh, <laughs> if, if, if unless you are accusing the person of theft, you can't hold them responsible for it if it's an accident. And I called him out for it, and he basically was like, "Just go," you, like he was kind of like, "Just leave." And uh, I was just, I was gone on the spot because I called him on it, and it really frustrates me because I feel like I was fired for stealing, but not for stealing what I was actually stealing. I was, <laughs> I was fired for stealing a much dumber way than I was actually stealing. But he also paid me 12 oh, dollars an hour, great. so I'm okay with it.
2: Dude, fuck that guy. I wish I stole more from the guy that,
3: I, that first employed did, me. He paid me so did little. Did you steal from Blockbuster? Yeah, all the
0: time.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Today's podcast is not brought to you by the tremendous fake medical certificate. Have you made a terrible mistake that only a serious disease could excuse? Any dodgy doctor will say you had a cold, but the tremendous fake medical certificate will give you official proof of any disease. Leave an explicit voicemail on your boss's phone? Seems your Tourette's is acting up. Cheat on a life partner? That can happen when suffering from amnesia. Your new lover won't sleep with you because you have herpes? (laughs) Ha ha! not anymore you don't. The tremendous medical certificate. I thought they cured polio. Oh my goodness!
2: We have a phone call on the Tremendous podcast. Uh, give me one second. I
3: don't even know we're recording right now. This is crazy. <laughs>
2: uh, the uh, that's a good question. The people Tremendous are, but uh, you're on the Tremendous podcast. Who is speaking?
3: Hello,
4: hello! It's my favorite ever client and his sidekick. How the hell are you, boys? It's Sterling Campbell from Campbell and Us Ultimate Talent Agency and Gigolo Service. How oh.
2: the fuck are you? Oh my goodness. I knew that Sterling voice. As soon Campbell. as he started speaking, I knew exactly who it was. <clears throat> it had to become uh. it had to belong to the Slater family. This is uh Tom's manager's brother, uh Sterling Slater. Uh, what do you what? what, what why, are we blessed? Later? why you
4: fucking call me Sterling? I'm <laughs> a fucking Sterling candle in the fucking collection. Oh baby. no! Oh
2: shit! I oh, fuck. It.
4: Later is my fucking goddamn younger brother. I am the bigger, better version. I'm the fucking iPhone Pro, baby. Oh my god! He's goodness. a fucking iPhone five C effect.
0: Oh my
2: god!
4: How the hell are you, fellas? How I'm, are you? Not I'm doing So doing. happy to be on. The-
2: Thank you so much for calling, in. we're not doing too bad. Uh, there's been a little bit of uh, some internet issues, but uh, we, we managed to get you through um, all hunky dory. How are you doing, Stone
3: Campbell? Re- re- uh, remind us, well, which of us do you represent again?
4: I believe
3: I'm. I'm I, 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 I I want to. Uh,
4: I want to represent the wonderful the the man they call with the golden hair, Tom Wickham. Uh, but I, I, I believe on my book currently is Elliot Rosetti. But, uh, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. you're my main, my main baby You're my you're my you're my, my golden goose. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, but 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 Sterling, I'm I'm signed I'm signed with your brother Slater camp. I know I haven't heard from him for a while, but I'm assuming that's because he's just sorting through all, all of the offers that are being opened up to me. I assume. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. You know, like you, you can assume all you want, but that can make an ass out of you and me, you know what I mean? But you know, a lot of financial options are coming in. And, uh, you know, I am his brother, so uh, I- I'm happy to take over any offers that come in his way now
3: that you i know, be S- over. You know what I mean? Sterling, something I've never understood about the relationship between you and your brother Slater Campbell, my representation, is why do you have such a thick American accent whereas Slater Campbell has a very prominent Australian accent? How did that happen?
4: That, that is an absolutely fantastic question from you, Tom. Um, and you you are known to ask good questions, you know what I mean? Uh, but, you know, it's, it, it's all part of the, the Greek tapestry and the Campbell legacy. Uh, but, you know, that's a very good question. Very, very, very good job for asking
3: that. <laughs> well, um, I'm, I'm a podcaster, Sterling. I, I, uh, asking questions is what I do. Um, sterling oh
4: My lord, asking questions. I want to stop giving you answers. Is what I want to stop. Doing. <laughs> I want to start taking you to the fucking moon again. You know what I mean? I think it's time. I think now is the time for comedy to finally come the fuck out. You know what I mean?
2: I c- I couldn't agree with you more, uh, Sterling. Um, this is Elliot speaking. Uh, oh, oh, I'm hey, I'm Elliot. Hey, how are you? Yep, yep, not too bad. We're, we're quite familiar. You, uh, as, as often as you won't let me into your office, I'm sure that you are aware of who I am. Um, I've No, no, I, he, he represents you, Elliot. Sterling so Campbell yeah, represents you. I know you.
4: Who you are, Elliot. You, you know, you, you come to my house all the time. Yeah, which is... Know. Which I know is, who
2: you are. It's why it's so frustrating that, you're, uh, that your uh, secretary won't let me get past the office door. Um, I keep telling Maybe her that you're I... am
4: a good woman and do not get frustrated at Lacey because you're getting frustrated at me. Not fucking put her name in vain. You know what I mean.
2: Lacey is a good woman. Lacey is a good woman. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, look, do you have any work for me uh, during this COVID period? Do you have anything that might be on the horizon for Elliot Ravetti? Um, for you
4: I, I don't know. like a lot of people have been, you know, calling me, even calling me about your, you know, your potential OnlyFans. But I think, you know, I, 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 I think that is going down the gutter. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, you can't show anything anymore. So I feel like, you know, I feel I feel like that might be on the... We might have to put a pause on your career
2: right now. So you're and saying everybody. that my, my the only other option that I had, which was OnlyFans, is now not... On, it's, it's not there? I, I, I have yeah. no, no OnlyFans. I have only nothing.
4: Yeah, well,
2: it's now LonelyFans for you. You know uh. what I mean? <laughs> it's a little joke. All right. <laughs> All right, well, but look... Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll give you a call. I'll give the office a call a little bit later. Tom, do you have anything else to say than Mr. Uh, Sterling Campbell?
3: Uh Sterling, did I get did I get an email from you today? Was that was that? I thought it might have been mm. spam. I was worried. I was gonna I was gonna get a virus if I clicked um, any link there. It but. indeed. No, do not. A lot of people
4: have been putting on people's junk mail. I don't know why, but no, it is an exciting opportunity for you and you only, because I I, I feel like I, I feel like. We need to stop thinking about you and me together. You need to forget about Slater because he's kind of, you know, he's not pulling his weight. And I feel like I can give you the weight. I can take your weight from you know Slater, what I mean?
2: Slater is such a good manager. He's... he's, he's, he's <laughs> You know,
4: he's a... so, no, that's fine. I, I feel like, Tom, um, I'm a good manager for you because I have a modeling job for you that's looking for androgynous, looking... Uh, male or female for a fashion design shoot, it pays $6, and I think you could smash it out
3: of the park. You know what I mean? Did, did you say six figures or $6? Six,
4: you know, six, six dollars. But, you know, th- what's important <laughs> is that this is exposure for you. Like, I mean, Tom, so have you ever wrestled in, like, a, in, like, a pack of Indonesian bananas? This is what you gotta do right now. You gotta get in those bananas, it's great for your skin, and it's great for you, sir. You know what I mean? You need to so, jump on this train together.
2: Tommy in a pile the of best leader. bananas, I'm all about that.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll show you what be. But, like, that's fine. <laughs> I, think, I, feel like, but, I feel like, Tom, you really need just to, you know, you need to jump in with this. You know, you need to, you need to, like, I, I was driving past your house the other day. I also think you're not taking you your stock quality serious enough. Because I drive past your house the other day, earlier this week. And I know that it's like so insecure and like I, I like like not like not secure. So I feel like I should come around to your house sometime this week and maybe uh you know, you can show me how the locks work, you can give me a pin code and then, you know, we could maybe stage a bit <laughs> of a break-in just in case so I know that you're protected all the time. You know what I mean? How
3: how do you know where my house is? I've never told you where my house is.
4: You know, I am
3: focused on looking
4: at the youth right? I am focused on every. I know everything about you. So what I do need you to send me is I need you to send me a copy of your key, and I need you to be able to access you at
3: all times. Did Slater not do this for you? Well, I mean, I haven't spoken to Slater, you know, in in, in several months. But I, I, I'm assuming it's because he's he's, he's too busy. But I, he, I I'm would, sure he, he would. Yeah. He he would he would have done this if I asked if I wanted him to. I didn't know I would have wanted him to. And this is what all the agents are doing
4: right now. I, I, They're all coming to, you know, they need I didn't know everything about you. You're my baby right now, you know? And uh, I, I I need to be able to access you whenever I need you, okay? So what I need is, yeah, a copy of a urine sample. I need some keys. Uh, and then, yeah, how about I come around and see your, What's your address again? Just tell everyone right now.
3: I don't know if I want to it, it, put that out on the air right now, still I mean, you, you, you somehow you have managed to get your access to my address without me telling everyone. I, I I don't know if I should be telling anyone else. Oh,
4: man. You know what, Tom? EJ Rizzetti would say his address live on the podcast.
2: Yes, I would. you, yes, you want to be would. like
4: EJ Rivetti?
2: It's it's 12 Virginia Street. It's 12 Virginia Street in Kensington. Mm-hmm.
4: See? Come <laughs> yes, on. it is. At the moment, you want EJ Rivetti to be better than you, Tom? You know that's not true. You're a lion. At the moment, you're being a cub. The alliance, Tom, with him. Come on, roll with me, roll with me, give me a roll, give me a roll, come on, give me a roll, give me a little roll, Ra, like that,
3: <laughs> oh wow, yeah, we can work with
4: that, we can, mm, mm, mm. Oh, this is getting me so high, up right now, alright, I can down to your house, like tonight maybe, you can, you can tell your girlfriend, you know, just let me in, and like, yeah, you can be, oh, can scare her if you want, you can not tell her, you, can, you know what I mean? We can have a little break-in. Actually, yeah, let me know where your back entrance is, and I'll break in in, like, a you know, funny costume or whatever, and then maybe you can, like, attack me, and then you'll make the news and it's like local comedians but random Intruder, and, and then, you know, and then you're getting, like, then you're getting, like, maybe onto, like, a pedestrian article or something like that. Oh, BuzzFeed. You heard of BuzzFeed, Tom Wickham? Oh, my Lord. I've, I've heard of BuzzFeed. I uh, love
2: it. The spelling's all over the, the media aspect of your uh, your career, mm-hmm. Tom. Uh, the, I wish that he had the same sort of integrity when it came to mine.
4: EJ, it's funny you say that. I just found some work for you. Oh, okay, uh, okay, the, good. There's an election coming up, and they are looking for polling officers and vote counters. Oh, okay. And I think this would be a perfect job for you.
2: All right, well, look, I'll call the office in the morning and see if that... Uh, mm-hmm. How much does it pay?
4: Oh, you know, it, 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 it's not about the money for you right now. <laughs> is that, is that doing, your, doing your time. About it's, it's about, about democracy, Elliot. Right? For you and for me, you
2: know what I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, we've had lots of these talks in your office. Thank you for calling into the podcast. I thought you couldn't get into his office. <laughs> well, uh, it's... Yeah, you can. What do you say? You
4: can't get in. You're not allowed. Lacey Nobody patches me through, and
2: me I, I, I yell from the uh, from the uh, lobby. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. uh, look, mm-hmm. uh, thank you for calling into the podcast, and I'll uh, I'll make sure that we we uh, we 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 pick this up where we where we left this uh, tomorrow morning.
4: So you, you don't have to call in, but Tom, you can call me anytime. You know, O three one eight. Also, boys, I think you guys released a brand new line of shirts that were fantastic. I think your next step is underwear for the male, uh, for the male.
1: Oh, you know?
4: underwear uh, with and it has got Tom face with face where the crotch is, where the little hole is, so where like the pee hole, and it looks like he's opening up. And then Elliot Ravetti's face <laughs> on the ass. What do you got?
2: <laughs> I love it. I'm all actually, for it. I like that idea a lot. Mm-hmm. I thought you would.
4: I'm an ideas man. That's why you stay with Sterling Campbell at Campbell and uh, uh, talent unlimited. That's why you forget about Slater uh, Campbell, whether he's dead or not. He might be in Cuba. He might be dead in my trunk. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not.
3: Those boys and, uh, love Cuba. I don't know what it way is. Not. The Campbell boys <laughs> love Cuba.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. Cuba and you, tried the lemonade Cuba. Oh my god. So old, okay. You know
2: what I mean? <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Sterling. Thank you so much for calling oh, in the you podcast. Wrapping me we're wrapping you oh, up. We're wrapping you up. We're wrapping you up. I, uh, I hey, love you. I'm here giving you opportunities. I'm here giving
3: you nothing. All right. Hang I up on him. That's, that's enough of Sterling Campbell. We're never going to get rid of him. <laughs> hang up, <laughs> on <laughs> him. hang <laughs> up on him. Hang up on him Let's be honest. That was just for us. <laughs> no one else knows that <laughs> <laughs>
2: I didn't play the song earlier. Uh, we'll play it real quick. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hotline uh, for the uh, the hotline. It, <laughs> I didn't play it for uh, because I was kind of caught off guard. But what I am uh, what I, what I'm not caught off guard for what I am prepared for is uh, a, a voicemail that was left in our uh, a voicemail this week. Uh, Tom, we've got a, a fan question. Uh, this week via the hotline. Uh Let me just quickly play the hotline music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hotline, and uh, I'll introduce. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll play the uh, the the quick uh, phone, uh, phone call from a, from from a fan.
0: Oh yeah, how much it meant to me. That, to uh I just wanted to tell you how much it meant to me that you were. Feature me on the podcast, I couldn't believe it, I was listening to the podcast, and lo and behold, you, you played your friend, but I, I i made a mistake the last time, I got so ahead of myself, I didn't even tell you my name, Tom, your number one fan, your most robbing, swollen fan, <laughs> Alonzo Poloni. I'm a very private man, Tom. I don't tell anyone about my name or where I live. Nobody's business where I live. My name is Alonzo Poloni. And, Tom, I just was looking up at my roof. I was looking up at the ceiling there. My bedroom right above my bed there. And I got this harness. I got this harness, Tom. It turns into, like, this swing. And all you gotta do is wear this little harness. It's like a furry harness harness and it just puts on your legs there and your legs get spread open and you can't close your legs no more and it's it's like you're giving (laughs) birth to Tom but the only only thing you're even conceiving is a good time with your number one fan (laughs) Tom Alonso and he'd be swinging you oh god I'd be swinging you like you wouldn't believe reaching up at your little Fleshy treasure chest just reaching (laughs) up and you'd be telling me to stop it Stop it, please Please stop it and I'd reach up and touch your fleshy little treasure chest Tom, oh my god, and I'd be like let me get the treasure chest bigger, Tom (laughs) Let me get your treasure chest bigger And then I thought of a question Tom Tom my question to you is did you ever, upon stumbling and snooping in your parents' bedroom, find some of their pornography? Did you ever find some of your parents' pornography, Tom? I would love to know. I love you, Tom.
2: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we. Oh, I think that's the guy from last week that called up. Um,
3: you, think, you think that's the same guy? I'm almost sure of it. A, you don't think it's a different... Brooklyn Grifter, who's calling up this week? (laughs)
2: Alonzo Poloni, apparently, is a big (laughs) fan of Tom Whitcomb. And uh, he has a... uh, I don't know what he's doing over there when he calls. He just doesn't get straight to the point. I don't know. He's He's
3: out of breath the whole time. He's
2: always out of breath. He always seems like he's in a dim-lit room. Uh, And he had a question for us this week. Um, Tom, or rather for you. Uh, Tom, did you ever stumble across some of your parents' pornography?
3: I did, once. This (sighs) This is... uh, the, the, I remember going through my parents, uh, sock drawer once when I was like, uh, I would've been like, would've been like eight or nine. Did your parents and share
2: I, socks or was it one of them?
3: It was, uh, they shared drawers, but on opposite sides The left was dad and and uh, right was mum's. And in the bottom drawer underneath some socks, I found two pornography DVDs that I was told at the time were purchased uh, were given to them as a joke and uh much like my interaction at my staffies drinks at the time i was like well this is perfectly natural and then years <laughs> later i thought wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> <sighs>
2: That's so great, dude. I love that both of them were, were participating because I was like, that is so flagrant of your father to keep his porn right next to each <laughs> Like, the last place she'd look is right next to her own stuff. <laughs>
3: uh, but, like, uh, surely it would have been near impossible to hide. Like, having porn DVDs in a married couple, when are you ever going to watch them?
2: Um, Together? If
3: the other person doesn't know about it. That's what I mean. If, if the other <laughs> yeah,
2: one yeah. No, no, well, exactly. in a ma- in, Well... Maybe they're kept in sort of like a chest, like in like a chest of like, uh, whenever the person, whenever your partner leaves, you're like, okay, I crack open this, uh, the my, treasure chest, yeah, Make my the treasure, treasure chest bigger, yeah, my 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 single treasure chest, sort of thing, you know what I mean, my single, my uh, um, bachelor treasure chest.
3: One day you may have your own bachelor treasure chest, just filled with <laughs> unmarked USBs.
2: Well, I think that Alonzo is going to be very happy with that answer. Uh, Alonso, thank you so much. Please, please call. Uh, please keep calling into the podcast. Um, Tom really appreciates it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, are we, are we are we going to a joke a week now? Is that is that is it is it wrap up time?
2: It's wrap up time. But uh, well, let's do some quick shout outs. Real quick, I just want to do some shout outs to some people. Tremendous in the tremendous verse. Uh, obviously, to Mister Chris Green. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast, Mister Jordan Sorday uh always love and, and appreciate you uh listening and reaching out uh Mr Jackson Stewart and Mr Louis Ray Mr Louis Babyface Ray Baby Angel Angelface Ray uh previously mentioned on the podcast uh, both got sent out merch to them, uh, this week and, uh, a new, a new person, tremendous. Uh, just welcome to the tremendous verse, Mr. Evie's Reveas, uh, easy he trains with my girlfriend, martial arts. Um, and, uh, he's a, uh, he's a champion. Hope you're enjoying the podcast and, uh, reach out if you ever want to ask us a question or know anything about the podcast.
3: <laughs> Very good. Are you doing the joke this week or am I doing the joke this week?
2: What do you think? <laughs> <Are> you
3: pre- <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just saying you're, you're up, you prepared everything else. I'm up?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's the only thing I didn't think of.
3: Alright, alright, alright. You you gotta you got to engage with me on this one, though. This is this is this is a silly one, and those don't always work well for you because the punchline isn't uh, someone gets murdered. Okay. Um alright. A uh, platoon. Of Soviets are marching through Finland in 1939 and they're marching past this hill and at the top of this hill emerges a little Finnish man and the man says one Finnish man is worth ten Soviet soldiers. One of the Soviet generals says we'll see about that and he sends ten Soviet soldiers over to the top of the hill to take out this Finnish man. They hear gunfire and the Finnish man pops back over the hill and he says I told you so, one Finnish man is worth a hundred Soviet soldiers. The Soviet general sends a hundred Soviet soldiers over the hill to take out the Finnish man. Gunfire ensues. Finnish man pops his head back over. He says, one Finnish man is worth a thousand Soviet soldiers. The Soviet general sends a thousand of his best men armed to the teeth over the hill to take care of the Finnish man. Still nothing until over the top of the hill comes one Soviet soldier, beaten and bloodied, crawling back. To his platoon, he says to his general general, don't send any more soldiers. It's a trap. There's two of them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's so good. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> it's
3: awesome. uh, It's tremendous, everybody.
2: I think it is.